I say we socially distance, so, yeah. just so everybody knows that we, right. it sounds kind of weird. Distance. We got masks on, yep. we got, but we, we, we don't have a studio yet. The budget is not there yet. <laughs> right, so we're just all hanging out, and we're still <laughs> bursting with serotonin from Cavs <laughs> victory. Serotonin, what's that? that? Uh, it's like a juice that kind of fires you up, man. Cavs. It sounds like Barry Bonds. Like if they get their first win. All things considered, nine months, right? Yeah. This team is 280 days since the last home game. played in nine months. And nobody knew what to expect. Mm-hmm. Front office, the players, the coaches, nobody knew what to expect. And all things considered, what a night. I mean, the, the team dishes out a load of assists. They basically, they followed the playbook that JB was looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Be the most the competitive team and be the you know most unselfish team. Sure enough, 34 assists in the ballgame. Funny as they had all the last season, it was... And again, it wasn't the cleanest game, but for an opening game that you haven't played in nine months, I thought it was relatively clean, all things considered. And uh, what a great way to open the year. It was fantastic on so many levels. Yeah, and I think coming off that uh, last preseason game, that horrible blowout against New York, I think no one knew what to expect today. And I think JB has to be very pleasantly surprised at what he saw. You know, we said it so many times, the preseason, the games don't count. It's hard to really evaluate what happens. But there were things that were worrisome, like the turnovers. You know, the first game, you can credit, it, you can credit that to the fact that it was the first time in months that they came, to, came on the court and played together. But tonight, they just, like you just said, John, they really executed the way JB has been preaching for the last what month and a half about the fact that he wants them to play competitive he they want he wants them to really share the ball and you know finally garland shots starting to fall and that everything changed after that starting backward sensational and i mean remember too a lot of those turnovers came at the very end when the Kes were in the very unfamiliar situation of protecting a big lead right yeah. down the stretch yeah. and for these young guys they haven't been in that spot a whole heck of a lot but, man, again, you, you look, the contributions, JaVale McGee off the bench. I mean, where do you start? That Both of the starting bigs had double-doubles, and I think what's easily forgotten, four rotation players out. Yeah. Out of that lineup for the Cavaliers, Dean Wade got meaningful minutes in the first mm-hmm. quarter. Again, on so many levels, this was such a rewarding game, and we haven't even talked about the debut of Isaac Okoro, right? And right. has anybody told... Colin Sexton that we haven't played in 280 games, <laughs> 80 days, because he looked like he just came back from yeah. Chicago. And by the way, he missed three preseason <laughs> games. The question was, could he hit the ground running? I'd yeah. say he answered that question pretty well. Yeah, and the guy again, and he's another guy. He looked, he looked pretty rusty on in the last preseason game. Again, you didn't know, but Colin's such a gamer. I mean, you knew he was going to come out ready to go. But I just, again, you didn't. We were going into the great unknown. This whole season's going to be that, but tonight especially, you just didn't know what we were going to see tonight. I love the fact that you, you just mentioned the debut of Isaac Okoro, his first bucket assisted by Colin Sexton, and you can see the way they went and greeted each other, that it was like they were back in the playground in Atlanta, you know? <laughs> grew up only minutes away. It was amazing, yeah. though. It, 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 it's the things that happen on the, on the court. Javala McGee and that sky hook shot. It's <laughs> <laughs> that was not a baby <laughs> hook. That, yeah. was a no, full that was a full sky, sky hook. hook yeah. <laughs> and Javale, I thought. I thought when Javale came into the game on Wednesday night, the the, the game changed. I thought he was almost the catalyst uh, in that second quarter. Steadied, steadied the ship. No question about it. 
Like, I, okay, so I want to back up and go chronologically on today. And then earlier, the Cavs signed their young guys to extensions. All and of that, them. That was, yeah, I thought that was real nice. And then let's <laughs> you know talk about Larry Nance showing up to the game in his uh, in the grog shop sweatshirt, which I thought was can awesome. I, can I be honest? Hey, go ahead. I never heard of the grog. Oh my god! What is it? But the grog shop yeah. is it's the best concert club in Cleveland. Concert Absolutely, club? hands down, the, the it's best. a venue. Well, I don't want to say hands down. Uh, the the Beachland Ballroom is also it's a it's a concert venue. It's a venue, like but it's been there for it's like the Agora. It's been there forever. It's kind of grungy, and it's not kind of grungy. It's grungy, and it's just a Cleveland institution. It's in Coventry and Cleveland Heights. When when live music comes back, I I strongly recommend you go there. I, I swear to God, I was about to Google it to see if I could get a sandwich there or something. <laughs> but but isn't, but isn't that exchange exactly what this Amazing. is all about? Small businesses that are known by native Clevelanders, maybe not so much by those who aren't from here. And that's what you're doing. You're promoting these small businesses that at a very, very important time for so many businesses. And that's a great point. And especially now, and especially live music, because that's a business that really took it on the chin in, in this uh, uh, pandemic. And they're going to be the ones that, that need a jump start to get back in business. And to John's point, Larry brought attention to, to, some, uh, to a business that a lot of people didn't know even existed. Was that what you took me to... Watch the guys, the uh, the straight jackets. What, what is that? <laughs> that was the Beachland Ballroom where I took it. I took them uh, to see uh, Los Straight Jackets. Los Straight Jackets. We should uh, take John to watch that which, concert. Yeah, mm. it's a, it's we go uh, back they, to the concert. Yeah, they play surf mm-hmm. guitar music. And they they, they, are, they are perfect for this occasion because they wear masks. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they wear Lucha Libre, Lucha Libre masks, but they wear masks. Yeah, they wear re- wrestling masks, John. You'd love them. <laughs> yeah, it sounds wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this. But this is also, did I mention that it's also the Christmas show? It's our annual Christmas show? No. Yes, it is. Our first show is our annual Christmas show? Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's the annual Christmas show. It's, All right. It's kind of nice. How do you come up with this? Well, it's Christmas. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think? Well, it's, it's our no, Christmas. It's the annual the Christmas gold, show. With the wine and gold radio show. What, what like, about it? How do you come up with the idea? Like, what What else are we doing here? What else are we going to do here? We're going to have, uh, on today's show, we're going to have... I kind of uh, like not knowing, by the way. That's yeah. nice. I like well, showing up and not having any idea. Well, then I'll tell Rafa. Uh, on today's show, we're going <laughs> to have... tell me now. I mean, <laughs> we're going to have Tom Withers, the AP writer, who's been around the city forever. He covers all the major sports in town. We're going to do... Christmas greetings later. We're going to look ahead at the schedule, but next we're going to do a little news around the league. So let's take a nice quick break, and then we'll be back with some news around the league. What do you think of that, guys? Yeah, I like it. That was a nice... That was a nice... Why not go radio? (laughs) Hi, this is Colin Sexton from Mableton, Georgia, and I never listen to Wine and Gold Radio. There's more of this. <laughs> Whoa. After this on Wine and Gold Radio. Designed from the land for the land, the team shop has introduced a new in-house apparel line called the Land Collective. The first series is inspired by the 2020 NBA draft. Each series will focus on a specific theme and feature exclusive pieces that will only be available while supplies last. Get these new looks from the team shop today only at Cavs.com slash shop. For more style inspiration and to be the first to know about upcoming collections, follow at Land Collective on Instagram. This is Dave Dombrowski, and I'm out looking. Sounds like you're on an answering Do it. Hello, this is AC. I want to wish everybody out there Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But the most important thing, let's all stay safe. Hi, everyone. I'm Javon Shell, Director of Digital Content Strategy here at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Just want to wish everyone a happy holidays and a happy new year. And stay safe out here the, uh, this year. Hi, everybody. Jeff Phelps here from Cavaliers Live on Fox Sports Ohio. From my family to yours, and Campy Russell's part of my family, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. This is Dave Dombrowski, and I don't want to wish anybody a happy Christmas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Don't use that. Hi, this is Tim Elkhorn, the radio voice of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Wishing you and yours a very healthy and happy holiday season. Merry Christmas, everyone. This is Dave Dabrowski. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. That's his shot, John. We ran a lot of that book last year, Tim. John, Tim, John's your middle name, right? 
Not bad either. Out front, three ball, no good by Wanamaker. Here come the Cavaliers. Don't worry, kid. We'll be fine. <laughs> now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. The great Jim Jones. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that guy. I mean, he never fails to entertain or amaze. Are we John, trying to... The stories you must have. I know you. I've heard them. Yeah, I'm smiling ear to ear. <laughs> smiling ear to ear. Uh, what a partner, right? I mean, you know, on so many levels, it was great. It has a great family. You know, the five kids and Mr. Jones, just wonderful. And uh, never, 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 The best story <laughs> I have from from traveling since I came to, to, to the Cavaliers, you know, obviously John was Jim's partner. Mm-hmm. For like the last what five five years Eight before years. I, when I came here. But oh right. Jones always <laughs> tells the story about John convincing him to play the national anthem with his bass before <laughs> a game here at Rocket Mortgage. Feel how <laughs> Here's what happened. Rafa bullied him into. He didn't really bully him. Well, let me back up. Okay, we, uh, as many know, he's he played the anthem. He played the bass. For he did, the, did a very nice job. Right, yes. and he did so. And he was comfortable. He was ready to go. So this was about a month before. Rafa kept going, hey, are you practicing up for the game? You know, are you are you going to be ready to go? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And Rafa just kept every every couple of days, are you ready to go, ready to go? Like a week left, he was like, you know what? You're starting to make me re- You and John are starting to make me really yeah. nervous. I'm like, you and John? I haven't said a word. I'm the one sitting here beside you in the plane supporting you. And somehow I got lumped in. Like, guilt by association. Yeah, you and John are making me nervous. So by the time he gets to go, he's all nervous. He's looking at me like he's angry at me. Because he was rather than riding him for a month. You know, the story goes, once once John convinced him to play and got him thinking about Again, it. Again, untrue. <laughs> I said to him, you know, Jones, remember that when you get up there, don't go straight to the anthem. Like, do a little, do a little, like... It was terrible advice. It was awful. It's terrible advice. Because everybody was... Well, I didn't know he was going to take 15 minutes to do the... Everybody was confused. So To do the intro. So... That's how that came about. Okay. How do, you, how do you guys feel about the little news around the league? Just kind of bouncing around the league. And when I say news, I mean news. And when I say around the league, that means anything. <laughs> so right. we're probably going to wander off topic here. News around the league. NBA opening night, that was Tuesday night. We had the Nets and Golden State, which I'm kind of mad I, I didn't watch The Price is Right at night. Instead of that one, that was kind of a terrible game. And then we had the Lakers and the Clippers. Ring ceremony. I don't know. What did did you guys think of opening night? I thought it was kind of cool that they had the first respondents present the rings on a video to Mm -hmm. the the coaches. And then they had the families of the players that were still there receive the... uh, like present the rings for the for the players. I thought that was a really cool really cool touch, yeah. a, a really they, cool idea. And the ring itself is really nice. Yeah, you know no, the I, fact that it has the black mamba and then uh, leave a legacy. Yeah, very cool. Written in it, I thought it was kind of cool. But yeah, again, I ra- I I rather go back to the 2016 ceremony here at the Fieldhouse than yeah. Than and, the one and, last and night. I hate to say we we lost that game that night. I would almost like to know teams' records on ring ceremony night. Can't be Be- good. It can't be good. Uh It's always, it's almost like a like a team after they fire the head coach, the team always wins that next game. Ring ceremony. That's almost a guaranteed L. If you can take anything away, I mean, anybody that thinks they took anything away for the season from that game has never watched the NBA before. I mean, no NBA team is ever playing the same way in a normal season in October as they are in December, Mm -hmm. as they are in February, as they are in April. I mean, you try to take something away from a game in the first half of the season, it's insane. Nonsense. And and now that gets magnified because some of these teams have just stopped playing 70, what was I think 73 days ago, JaVale McGee played his last game with the Lakers. 73 days ago. Mm -hmm. So now it gets magnified. Some teams, like the two teams tonight, the Cavs and the Hornets, hadn't played in nine months, whereas JaVale had played just about two and a half months ago. The Clippers, you know what I mean? They yeah. had played in three and a half months. So we're going to see, I think, uneven efforts for weeks and weeks and weeks to begin this season. You almost think, I mean, Robbie, you brought up a great point that, you know, the, the eight teams that were left out were clamoring for, we need some competitive basketball, yep. right? We, we wanted to be like the Suns, which mm-hmm. got those games and went 8-0 in the bubble. And boy, we, we started flexing our muscles and feeling really good about ourselves. But now, does it become an advantage because you haven't played in nine months? Are you going to catch teams like the Lakers who early are 
Like, we're, we're, you know, are saying we're resting superstars. We're, you know, and even if we're not, the minutes are going to be lower. We are, our, our care level isn't as high. I don't know. No. Right? I, I don't know where, where the answer lies, but I think we're in for some fun. This is going to be fun, guys. And yeah. let's not forget, games are coming fast and furious. This schedule's compressed. It, You know, it's not the NBA from two or three seasons ago. Yeah. So w- there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. I think it makes for a fun ride. News around the league. The, the COVID, uh, how it's going to affect this year. I mean, we're, we look back at last year, but we already uh, saw a cancellation first night. Rockets in Oklahoma City. It's already, yeah. Yeah. it's already affecting the league. How do you see it? Un- well, how, do you, how do you see this thing? I would say out? that at the moment that we are doing this, having this chat, we still don't know the end of the situation in Houston mm-hmm. in terms of what the league is going to do about it. We have heard about the, the, the fine for Harden for violating the protocol. We know what happened to Requan Holmes and the, in the bubble the first couple of days for crossing the border to to get the it delivery for the pickup food and we know what they did with the 14 day uh, first one quarantine, quarantine and everything. Right. But this is a lot serious because, you know, when you think about the other guys, the, the, the three or four that were positive or had that full result and the other four that were isolated because they were in close, they were all together in a home getting haircuts. <laughs> Well, that's, like, that's kind of the angle. Like, that, is that a violation of the protocol? Your point being what? Well, yeah, in I Houston. Mean, the Rockets players were all getting there. Were, there are three that are, are positive. Are, well, those, well, those guys didn't get fined, so one would think that. But I'm saying that's why we haven't heard the end of it. When they want the league, I would imagine so because it's. It, it, I mean, if you're going to get in trouble, at least pull a Dwayne Haskins and have some fun doing it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think mean? that's what Harden got fined for. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know the details right. on that, but uh, yeah. that's that's my. I understanding I, from reading bits and pieces. Tonight I read, if Harden gets suspended and misses game pay, do you know how much per game oh. he will miss? Can only two hundred and eighty-four per thousand dollars per game. Two hundred and eighty-four grand. Le- uh, wow. Actually, believe it or not, is less than I thought it would be. It's <laughs> 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 less. Yeah. But either way, I, I think we're obviously we're going into uncharted waters here, so. Uh, I, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Well, you know, hey, by, by this time next week, things could be completely different. But this is precisely why the NBA only issued the first half of the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. To allow flexibility in the second half in the hopes that you get a large majority of your games, if not nearly all of your games played, and then have some flexibility in the second half. But that's what, I mean, that's, they anticipated this, and lo and behold, on the second day of the season and the mm-hmm. first game for both the Rockets and the Thunder. Yeah. They get postponed. They already mentioned that it's going beyond fines and suspension. I mean, it could be picks. It could be when when they evaluate the violations of the COVID <laughs> protocol. I mean, I'm not talking about Houston, yeah. but I'm saying it, it is it is obscene to see seven guys together in a home getting a haircut. Yeah. Okay. But my my. I, I okay, I agree with you, and I don't know what the rule. I, I think I, we're, exactly. we're all going to find out together yeah, as the season progresses what's allowed, what's not, and what the penalties are. But when we're talking about, I mean, even though we're trying to social distance, but we're talking to the intimacy of a locker room. I mean, a guy gets it, you're all in. There. I mean, mm-hmm. you've been talking about what was it tracing? I don't know. I don't care how spread out you are. Mm-hmm. If it gets into the locker room, you'd have to think that seventy-five percent of everybody <laughs> yeah. in there's got. I mean, not, not got it, but it within range to get Exposed. it. If we're talking yeah. right, if we're talking about tracing, yeah. so that's that. Therein lies the fear to me that once one guy gets it, if you don't catch it on the way in, you're you're all going to be whether it's a haircut, whether it's a practice, whether it's mm-hmm. somewhere. I mean, that's why they have the uh, practice. They have all the you know all the tests and everything out. They're getting tested mm-hmm. almost every day. So. I agree, and I think uh, we should cancel our group haircut then. <laughs> Would you agree with that then? Let's not do the group haircut group, thing. Yeah. And let's move on to story my, number three. My wife gets my haircut. Story number three, which is very dear and personal to everyone in this group. News around the league. Browns possibility playoffs. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. And there's a chance they could play the Steelers for the division yeah. in the last game of the season. I think they John, you're happen. from, as you like to say, you're from western Pennsylvania. I am. <laughs> so... What uh, what are your thoughts on I've been telling anybody, where this is going? I've been telling anybody who would listen when the Steelers were undefeated that they're not that good. I'm saying that I'm telling you they're not that good, and they've gotten worse. Uh, hey, you know, hats off to the Browns, man. You know, it, it's you see formulas that work, mm-hmm. right? You need a good line. You know, you need a quarterback who's not going to lose you the ball game, right? A couple guys who can make plays on the outside, a defense that can stand up. You know, when you get tested, and they fit all the bills. You know, and, and now. 
it seems like they have the right guys in the right spots in terms of the front office and the coaching staff that can make that happen. People here should be thrilled. I don't care how the season ends for these guys. The, the people here should be thrilled, be happy about what they've seen. It's a, it's a they got a good football team now in Cleveland, and there's no question about it. And I do think they play for the division title. I think you can tell that it's not the the old Browns. Mm-hmm. Even the mm-hmm. loss against the Ravens was was a, was a loss oh, that, that you could easily best, have seen it go games. south earlier in the in the second half for example and they kept coming back they they kept really playing hard but you know i told you guys a week or two ago that the possibility of the browns playing for the division against the steelers on, on january's first last, whatever second, it is last week whenever, of the season. it's week the first 17. week of the year mm-hmm. that it was a good possibility that this is going to happen and with the game coming up against the colts for the steelers which is probably the the toughest team they have faced in the last three loads that they have lost <laughs> The sad part is they should have lost to Dallas. They yeah. were on the rope. They had, teams had them on the ropes. They, they did lose to Washington. Yeah, and uh, and they lost to Cincinnati. Yeah, and now they played the Colts. That's what I mean. Now yeah. is it the hardest game they uh, yeah. have left? And, and, yeah, with a team that needs to can still win their division. Yeah, and my point was though the teams they should have the teams they beat to get to eleven and zero they should have lost to Baltimore, which was missing thirty guys. Yeah. <laughs> they should have lost that game. So I mean it, it, they. They were an eleven O team that was playing like a six and five team top. So I, I again I I think that division is up for grabs. There's no question about it, and everybody here in Cleveland should be thrilled regardless of how this season ends because the pieces are in place and it seems like the right people are in charge. How about the and I'm sure all the Browns fans were, were saying it was pretty kitchen call, which I don't think it was. <laughs> but how about that going that that this, this, the fake the field snapper, goal, the fake field goal, like to, to go to, to, up, to go up to yeah, nothing. That's a home. There's there's reasons why this has been tried and true for 50 years. <laughs> all right? well, you don't throw it to anal- the center. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know about analytics. I know about everything else. But come on, you get your points on the board. You play traditional football, and you don't get yourself in trouble. I don't know, especially uh, when you're. Especially when you're an underdog, right? My favorite thing about the new Browns, having been here my whole life, obviously, uh, is no drama during the week. <laughs> it, before, honestly, you'd hear nonstop the, the the coach or the GM or quarterback controversy or off-field troubles. Now, and I know COVID plays a big part of it, you don't hear anything during the week. All you hear is football stuff during the week, and then they play like that on the weekend. I and really also, Baker changed his his, yes. his his ways also from last from last year when he was just giving the media everything and talking about everything and talking about what he was going to do, and he just went and he just went his his business and saying, you know what, I'm just going to shut up and I'm going to do my business on 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 the field, and that that that's what's happening. Okay, let's uh, let's wrap that up. Let's go to the fourth story. News around the league. And uh, Rafa, this I know you don't you like to shy away from controversy. I understand that, <laughs> but uh, let's talk about the Indians' name change, which could come any day, and it could come before our next uh, broadcast. What well, the Guardians is taken? I, I'm not a huge fan of the Guardians. I have I, I like I, to be honest. I like the Spiders. See, I ignore a lot. Of, I don't know a lot of that, so I I, I just don't think that. Like Jay Mike doesn't care. He's got the buckos. No, that's not true. My my jury's still out. I like the Indians. I love Tito. I love I, I love everything about what what he's all about. Yeah. I, you know what though? When this happens, nothing sounds good, right? Nothing right. ever sounds good. The only time this ever happened where I thought something sounded great was when the Minnesota North Stars were moving to Dallas. Instead of the North Stars, it was floated. They become the Lone Stars. Suddenly, <laughs> I was like, "That's the coolest thing I ever." Heard. But then they didn't do it. And then they it was just the Dallas Stars. <laughs> That's the only time it ever sounded good. Uh, it's you know you got to get used to it. That's that's all there yeah, is. It's I, a, you know hey, I like I like it's the blue a name. Shot. It's finally settle, good settle. that they made the decision to change their name. Settle down. It's it's that's right, everybody. It's a name. Settle yeah. down. Still it's still your team. Really, they're the Cleveland baseball team. Yeah. They're the same guys. It still won't be the Yankees, so it's okay. No, no matter what they call it. You knew he was gonna sneak in the Yankees. <laughs> okay. That's uh, news around the league for right now. I like that. And, uh, I like that. Yeah, okay. Uh, we, we wanted off topic, but we expected that. Uh, let's take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to have AP writer Tom Withers. Ooh. All right. Yeah, I mean, really, the, that, that's an honest journalist. Heavy hitting. The rest of us are just kind of, <laughs> you know, kind of schleppers. <laughs> Tom's a journalist. He really is. So uh, we'll be right back with uh, Tom Withers on the annual Christmas show, Wine and Go Radio. Hi, this is Anya Drummond, and I never listen to Wine and Go Radio. There's more of this. Why not go radio? <laughs> After this on Wine and Gold Radio. 
The Cav City Collection is now available online at Cav.com slash shop. Rep the land with jerseys, hats, tees, and more inspired by the Cav City Edition uniforms. Love running the lane. Left side dance. Pow! With two hands. The Cavaliers, in a partnership with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, introduced the team's City Edition uniform, featuring a design and style that reflects the grit, attitude, and spirit of Cleveland's rock and roll roots. See the whole collection at Cavs.com slash shop. Hi, this is Isaac Okoro, and you're listening to Wine and Gold Radio, Cleveland, Ohio, America. Now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. Woo-hoo. Okay, guys, back with Wine and Gold Radio, and we have our special guest, Tom Withers of the AP. Wow, I don't know how special, but I'm a guest. No, maybe. Well, you're the first guest. I'm wow, the, he's you're the first guest on the first friend of the show. first guest, yes. He's already a friend of the show. on the first show, which is also the annual Christmas show. And he's a journalist. And he's I always say that. Realist. I refuse to be called a journalist because I respect your profession. I am just a fan that gets a chance to get a microphone on myself and call the game, but I'm not a journalist. For fans out there who listen to uh, sports all the time and hear press conferences, Browns, Indians, Cavs, uh, the first guy you're almost <laughs> always going to hear is Tom Withers because uh, he usually gets the first question. Because I'm pushy. Because yes, he's pushy. Yeah, he is kind of pushy. That's part of it. He's, he's aggressive. And, uh, you know, he's the AP. Uh, Tom which name do you like for the Indians? Let me. I'm just going to ask you that. Real you quick. know, I I'm re- so before before I became the Indians beat writer here in '98, I grew up the with a cursed existence of all Clevelanders as a as a Cleveland sports fan. My dad was from Ohio, so I was an Indians fan my whole life. And you know, Jay Mike, I heard you say it before. They're all whatever their name changes, they're always going to be the Cleveland Indians to people right. because. Yeah. Those are the memories you're always going to have. So whether it's the teams of, of Bob Feller and early win that you rooted for in the 40s or the Albert Bell, Vizquel teams of the 90s, those are always going to be your Cleveland Indians. And no one can ever take that away from you, regardless of what the new nickname or banner or whatever is. So I don't have a favorite, Joe. I'll be honest with you. My brother is pushing really hard for the spiders. Mm-hmm. He's got several spider tattoos, and he's like a spider guy. So <laughs> I, that's his deal. Works out um, for spider guy. Okay. You know, I've heard, I've heard some interesting names. I, you know, there's this. There's a little bit of a push lately now for like kind of a nautical, you know, a Lake Erie type mm-hmm. theme. You know, the admirals. Um, I've heard a couple others. I don't. I get with I, that. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, though. I I think you guys are right. I think I think it's a lose lose in terms of most people initially and then i think we're going to move on i thought it was interesting last week after i talked to paul dolan i immediately reached out to one of our ap colleagues in washington who talked to ron rivera the washington football coach Mm -hmm. and he said initially that's what happened down there is that people were really pissed off and then they started to come around and then they started to embrace the idea of something new and a new beginning and a new era and new gear and a new identity and all that and i think that's what's going to happen here i'll be honest with you um you know, Joe, I heard you say before, you know, when Chief Wahoo was abolished or torn <laughs> off or yeah. whatever. And I think we all agree that that needed to change a long time ago. Yeah, um, it was just, it was, it was, it was clearly insulting too many people. Yeah. Too many people were offended. And I just thought, yeah, it was time to go. Yeah. And I had, and I, for a long time, had a hard time understanding why Indians was considered offensive. And then, when I would cover those Chief Wahoo protests on opening day and got to talk to the Native American groups that came down there, I started to come around on it. Mm-hmm. Um, their feeling is that, you know, that's a name that you gave us. We did not give that to ourselves. Yeah. So, you know, we feel that is demeaning and racist and what have you. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, Joe. It's um, it's a topic that's going to be can in I everybody's ask, mind. Can I, th- can I ask a question without really, like a serious question? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is something that would also be offensive, but what about the tribe? Is that something that will so, still be offensive? I've heard that, I've heard so that I asked well. Paul that last week, and they are—they decided not to take a half step away from Indians. They're okay. going to completely disassociate well, no, but I'm themselves. Saying, but that will stick. That will stick yep. with with a name it's, that it's already called. It's already used. It's seen, and, and actually, and Paul said it, and he got some flack for saying it. Was that he thought that was a a, a name to easily pivot to? Because let's be honest, that's been kind of their nickname yeah. Yeah. for forever, right? So. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, I, I'm glad it's finally happened. Yeah. Um, because we were, we've been building to this for a long time, and um, and we'll see. Yeah, and I, I think tribe. I think that's the good point that it would have been a half step. Yeah. I think it would have. Yeah. Just uh, put a bandaid on something. And I do like the fact too that they are now going to donate any profits they make off of Chief Wahoo 
two Native American groups. I think that's a nice that's move right. as well. I think that's going to, you know, please some people. Okay, so now we got to pivot. Go uh, ahead. Tom, you were just, uh, you know, we'll get to the game in a second, but you were just, uh, you watched LaMelo Ball's uh, press conference. <laughs> yeah, so okay. LaMelo, you know, obviously had a very <laughs> difficult debut. Um, zero points, uh, 0 for 5 from the field. You know, it was a tough, you know, not his first game as a pro, but his first game in the NBA and clearly didn't go the way he or the Hornets wanted it. And Joe Varden asked him the first question, and in the middle of Joe's question, a woman appeared on the screen who was twerking with uh, with flashing lights in the background, and it was just crazy. And I don't think LaMelo saw it. We all did on the Zoom call, but then he immediately stopped and said, hey, I can't hear the question. What? Did somebody... So so somebody, somebody, hacked somebody hacked in. in? All right. Yeah, and so then we get... I can't believe it took this long, actually. So then Joe finally got a question asked and answered... And then another guy appeared on there. So twerking as well. No, this guy wasn't twerking. <laughs> he was just sitting and um, staring off into the Neverland. So it was, um, yeah, it was bizarre. That's the first time that's happened to me in these nine months of uh, that's, that's strange. Seven that Zoom calls a day, right? I mean, it's just been unbelievable. And I have to say, and I, I mean this in all sincerity, it is so good to see people and interact with human beings. Yeah. Right. I mean, even though we're about twenty, even though feet we're, we're distant from each other, <laughs> right though now. it's nice to be social again. We're all social beings. We all need this. It's mm-hmm. as, this is healthy. This is the way it should be. Absolutely. Thoughts on the game time? I mean, we we all kind of said we didn't know what to expect, and almost everything exceeded expectations. Though. I was really impressed with um, you know Joe and you and I were talking about it in the first quarter when when they move the ball and we've heard JB talking about this for weeks now. Right when they move the ball, they're a different team. When Darius or Colin are not standing up top and pounding the thing into the floor, and, and they do something as simple as a, as a wing entry pass just to get the offense going, they look great. And I was really impressed by the defense we saw in the second quarter, especially when McGee came in there. I thought he gave them a real lift um, during that one section, made a couple baskets as well. And then sure enough, at halftime, I ran into Larry Nance Sr. out in the concourse, and he said, now there's some Cavs basketball. He was really <laughs> excited about it. So that was good to hear as well. And um, I love the way his son plays defense. He's really engaged out there. Yeah, they got to clean some things up. But I think also, you know, there's a, there's a, a sign tonight of that backcourt and some development there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and forget the 49 points. You know, they had a dozen assists or so. Um, they got to improve some on the defensive end. They got to learn how to close games out. Those are all good growing things. But this is a team that they should beat. And they did, and I think that's a, that's a real positive sign. Yeah, I like the assist totals. That, 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 that to me was yeah. the, the uh, you know, maybe the, the most encouraging. And that was consistent night. too through the game. But I think this is the type of game when you talk about learning how to win. There's yeah. different games. There's different type of games that you need to learn how For to sure. win. For sure. And when you come out of the locker room in the second half up by 21, it's kind of like normal that it happens like that in sure. the NBA. That teams lose a big. You know what I mean? Is that yeah. is that the right thing to say? Yeah. Because it's just hard. It, it's hard, and those are the type of things that you need to learn. Like, but it's it always something—a team that is up by a lot. Hey, we were joking about this before. I mean, this this version of this team isn't exactly accustomed to protecting twenty-one points. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just, Where are I'm just we? saying, right? That's a, well, that's, hey, a great, you know, that's a great thing to start learning. Eh? Right? Similar this year with the Browns, right? They had that huge lead in Dallas. Right, in, barely put in it away. Jacksonville had a huge lead in, in Tennessee, Tennessee thirty-eight well. to seven at halftime. Barely hung Ooh, on yeah, to recover an onside kick. So, so you're to your point, Rafa. You're right. You've got to learn how to do it because yeah. this team has never been in the spot. Putting a bow on that ball movement, we, we did something up with that's pretty interesting. League average in assists per game last season was twenty-four. In uh, J- JB took over, coached the last eleven games. In the final 10, the Cavaliers had 24 or more assists in each and every one of those games, yeah. wow. which was far and away significantly wow. yeah. better than it was prior to the All-Star break. And then they come out here tonight and dish out 34, and that's – I mean, hey, you said we want to be the most unselfish team and the most competitive team on the floor every night. Those are the two things we can control. That's what they were for 48 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've done enough seasons, and I've heard enough head coaches say – this year we're going to be this. <laughs> this year and we're going to be this this year. And about half of the first game, you're like, you ain't going to be that. <laughs> we get, yeah. yeah. What JB says they're going to be, they are turning into. They're a team that's a tough out. They they play hard. They compete. And again, they move the ball. They share the ball when they're when they're doing right. So 
I feel like his his message is really sinking into the guys. And I'm telling you, McGee and the double double by Drummond and everything else, but he's so enjoyable to see actually rim protection and the oh, other team altering so their true. shots. Yeah, and you know, then those are the things you don't see on the on the scoreboard. How many shots? McGee out there. He affected a bunch of shots. Forth, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that is just yep. so, it's just enjoyable to see because it's part of the game. It's part of the game going the other way as well. I Tom, do you want to spin the wheel? Tom, spin the wheel. Go ahead. And I'm telling you, it is not like the price is right. If it doesn't go around one time, I'm throwing you right the hell out of here. Okay. You don't get a second <laughs> chance. So go ahead. Okay, you landed on which we pick them. We're gonna do pick them. That's something nice and simple. You guys are welcome. To, just you Tom guys Tom? are welcome to participate as oh, well. Okay, okay, okay. And, be, and because it's the first Christmas show, it's the annual Christmas show. Mm-hmm. I have some Christmas pickums in here. Tom Withers, real tree, fake tree, Charlie Brown tree. Real tree, real tree, guys. What's a Charlie Brown tree? You don't know what a Charlie Brown tree is? I don't know. Who you don't Charlie know? Brown. Just say. You don't know who Charlie Brown is, dude. We it's just a branch with a bunch of bolts. Is that on the Snoopy it. dude? Yeah, the Snoopy, Snoopy dude. dude. What's the, the three? Snoopy dude. Snoopy dude. Snoopy's dude. It's Snoopy's dude. Yes. Snoopy's dude. Yeah. Charlie Brown tree is just like a little yeah. branch with like. Stuff I like on no it. tree. I hate Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, open presents Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. That's a kind of and you have youngins, so midnight. Christmas Eve, midnight. Ooh, that's right a good there. one. Why, we give them, really that's like that. we we give them then, one to wet their whistle on uh, on Christmas Eve. That's the right answer. You let them wet their whistle, let them yeah. give them a couple. You give them one, thrilled. little they're tease, little appetizer. And how do you explain that uh, in terms of Santa? That's not that's gift for mom and dad. Exactly. Oh, uh, okay. Right. That's very nice. Or Aunt Joe and right. Uncle Pete, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Tom, you're a music guy. You probably know the grog shop, right? Grog Shop, love it. Yeah, see, I figured you've probably been there a hundred. Saw the band Off. That was the best band I saw there was Off a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, I've seen punk band. Great, great venue. Okay, <laughs> it's in terms of music, White Christmas, Bing Crosby, or Blue Christmas, Elvis. White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Okay, and then as yeah. a music guy, what's the best Christmas song? That's really tough, man. Um, I tell you what, it's grown on me over the years. Bing Crosby, David Bowie, Little Ooh, Drummer Boy little drummer is boy. a really nice. Very good. That's a good one. Yeah. I like Christmas music from February I'm to like October. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Christmas music when I have to listen to it. Anti- I like it when I want to listen to it. Yes. But I like, what was, what was the name of the song? White Christmas? <laughs> White Christmas by Hayden Grove at Crocker Park. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Yeah, that's right. Local right. shout yeah. out. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, Rafa. Uh, Rafa's good at Christmas music and winter music, like in the off season. We'll be yeah. we'll get off a plane July, like in yeah in April in like L.A. and he'll be like, let it snow, let it snow. And <laughs> then, but you know, you know what the best part about it is that we'll be on the plane or on the bus, and it's like in the middle of the playoff in June or like, and I'll be like. He's beginning to look a lot <laughs> like Christmas. But then everybody hates it because the sun gets in your head. And yeah, you he's stuck. And you realize it's June and you're singing Christmas music. Yeah. So, John, do you have a favorite? My favorite, I'll just, my favorite is uh, Sleigh Ride by the Ronettes. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's I, a happy a, song. It's kind of a bad choice, but it's been bouncing around our house for the last couple of days. Springsteen, Santa Claus is coming to town. It's pretty good. Yeah. Very See, solid pick. I like Grandma yeah. Got Run Over by a Ranger. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. <laughs> I don't like John Cougar Mellencamp saw Bobby's getting Santa Claus. That's all right. That's all right. Same genre. Tom, we're going to switch gears here. Notre Dame or Alabama? Oh. Roll Tide. Well, I mean, how can you even ask that question? Because I have to ask the second one. What's the line? 19 and a half. 20, yeah. Is, it, is, is that big? <laughs> Oh yeah. my god! Three touchdowns. It's the yep. biggest. It's the biggest spread out of all the bowl games. Yeah, and it's in the final four. And Jay, Mike, prediction oh. thoughts? We had a bowl pool, confidence pool. You ranked teams one <laughs> through twenty-eight. Twenty-eight being the most confident. Alabama twenty-eight. 28. Yep. <laughs> yeah, is that right? Yeah, I say that's. They could surprise them, but I don't think so. Oh. No. no, good showing as Clemson no second time around, right? You want to have a show about that? No. Coaching adjustments? That would have been Clemson <laughs> the first time around had Lawrence played, and I, everybody keeps saying, well, the freshman quarterback came in. It's a whole different thing with Trevor Lawrence on the field. It totally is. Okay, let's uh, speak to Trevor Lawrence, Ohio State, Clemson. Well, I'm, you know I'm a Buckeye. So, I do know that, but, um, they, but you're also a journalist. They're going to have their hands full, to say the least. I think the thing that's going to hurt Ohio State a little bit, and people talk about them having – 
fresher legs because they've only played six games. I think there's a lot to be said for having that experience, though, and playing in big games. And mm-hmm. so that's what I worry about there. I don't, I don't know. Dabo hasn't helped himself over the last couple of days with a few of his comments. And, no, he hasn't. Geez, I, and, you know, I used to. I like. I, I don't mean to interrupt you. I liked him so much more prior to a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I hear you. Like, I wanted what, to like what him. What are you doing? Yeah, I know. Just stop. I know. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> We're the premier programs in the country. Like, well, what? There's no Why? need for it. Right, right. Yeah. You're bigger than so, that. Yeah, go ahead. Didn't mean to interrupt, Tom. Clemson. Oh, okay. Big time. <laughs> yeah, that's what a, a lot of my friends, even Buckeye fans, are saying. I, I have very a huge You just hate the Buckeyes. Nobody has. You, you to take it. It's like, not just me because I refuse to watch them, but nobody has really watched Ohio <laughs> State play a lot this year, right? But every time I watch them, they turn the ball over a lot. They were a little disappointing last week. They huh? gave me pause for concern. In their last out. I mean, Indiana, they gave, they kept them in the game, but with their mistakes. You know what? Two games in five weeks, in though, John. You know, yeah. I mean, they, they, there was a, not legit, a lot of that's a le- in syncness there, legit. or whatever you want to call it. Well, yeah, it's Ohio State, so you got to go with Clemson. Okay, let's go with the last one. Then I'm going to go full circle here. Brown Steelers for that division. So you're sure it's going to be the division, huh? So yeah, I'm just. Gonna, speed, let's just imagine it. God, would that be awesome? Yes. I mean. It's what everybody in this town has waited 30 years for, if not more. I mean, there hasn't been I – I, I can't even remember a Brown-Steelers game that had a division riding on it yeah. in my no, lifetime, I can't, I can't right? Even. I don't think there is. No. Maybe Sight Bradshaw in the late 70s, not maybe. A, not in a season finale, though. No, no, no. no yeah, no, yeah, no. you know. To be honest, I'm glad, you know, division I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got yeah. you. Obviously, I'd love to see the Browns beat the Steelers win the division, but I'm just glad that we're kind of peers now. We're not the little oh, brother. For we're not, sure. We're not getting. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. even though they got smoked the first time, I feel like we're kind of almost eye to eye now. The game against Baltimore showed that. It showed that. I mean, they, they, there were many times they could have just faded off into the sunset. and They never did. Right. And regardless, I think they need a, a victory against the Steelers just so they have a signature win in the division. Good point. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they they have really. Yeah. Two over Cincinnati doesn't do it. Cincinnati, yeah. and then you know. And they lost it, yeah, they lost it, but they lost a really close game against against Baltimore a few weeks back, but still a loss. So there's, yeah. there's really no no consolation prizes here, but if they beat the Steelers regardless, I believe it's going to be for the division, but if they do it anyway, I think it's going to be, it's important for them going into the playoffs, just having that. that and I tell you what, Joe, if we get to that point, you may see... Damn the DeWine regulations. You might see 50,000 people tailgating outside the stadium, right? <laughs> that will be, yes, that'll be an ugly sight. It'll be really it'll an be really ugly, beautiful. awesome sight. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. what I mean. The most ugly, really awesome beautiful. sight we've seen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom Withers, uh, thank you so much for coming aboard. Uh, do you, I don't know if you have to go right now, or do you want to stick around for uh, our last segment? We're going to look ahead at uh, next week's ball game. I can hang around for a second. I feel like um, I ought to be Bill Murray, though, on Letterman and spray paint something here, right? Yeah. Isn't that, as, as the first guest, isn't that usually the way to leave your mark? Well, you can spray paint while we're in the break. There we uh, go. We'll be right back. Wine and Go Radio, and we're going to wrap things up and look ahead at the schedule of games coming up. Wine and Go Radio. <laughs> Hey everybody, Len Kamarowski here, and uh, just wishing you all a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and just enjoy this time with your family. So, go Cavs! Hello everyone, I'm Angel Gray, and from my family to yours, I wanted to make sure to wish you a very happy holiday. Hey everyone, Casey Coolis here from Cavaliers Engineering Team. Just wanted to wish everyone out there listening a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday. Hi, this is Scott Zarilla, radio play-by-play voice of the Canton Charge Wishing you and yours a very happy holiday season. Hi, this is Bethany. Um, I messed up. Wait, what? <laughs> I feel, I feel okay. so awkward. Keep going. It's still recording. So just my name. All right. Hi, I'm Bethany. Um, I work in community relations for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Happy holidays and have a great day. Sharon Owens, the basketball communications team. I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and happy holidays and be safe. Hi, this is Alyssa Dombrowski from the Basketball Communications team. Happy holidays to you and your family, and cheers to a safe, happy, and healthy 2021. Hello, I'm Campy Russell, and I would like to wish all of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. But more importantly, stay safe and healthy and consider humanity. Now, back to Wine and Gold Radio. 
everybody, welcome back to uh, Wine and Go Radio, the Christmas show. John Michael's laughing that it's the Christmas show. Oh, your ins and outs have been great. Hey, do we have a knee <laughs> You're hosting your there. first I'm annual Christmas show. It's nice. You do, do we have, have a knee turn on this show? We do have a, no, we don't have an intern. We have we a producer. We should get an intern. Yeah. We, sh- we should, we, why don't you get an intern? You're Rafa's, crazy. Your intern program. You should, no, it was, no, no, it was shut down program. two seasons ago, Rafa's internship program. <laughs> yeah. It happened to coincide yeah. with his engagement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird how that happened. No more, no more interns ever showed up. <laughs> okay, so we're here. We're going to look ahead. We're here with uh, Tom Withers from the AP. we got Rafa and J. Mike. We're going to look ahead at the games we got coming up this week. This weekend, back-to-back, first back-to-back of the season at Detroit on Saturday night. Uh, Detroit, four new starters this year, other than Blake Griffin. They have, Yo, they four, have four people Gilly. coming back from last year. Roster. Troy Weaver, their GM, has yeah, uh, they, put they, his imprint upon the organization. <laughs> Rafa's right, only four returners from last season out of their 15 guys. Wow. Yeah, Blake Griffin's the only starter from last year, so Derek uh, Rose, Hayes, the, uh, Derek Rose, Svi Mihailik, and Seku Dumboya, yeah, who was no. the youngest player in the league last. Okay, okay. And then Sunday, the Sixers roll in. Now they, another team, uh, making changes. Them. You know, I mean, again, Doc. That was the right, same core, but uh, new philosophy under Doc Rivers. If you point to a team, Tom Weathers, most disappointing team, let's start with the East. It's got to be the last season. Oh, for sure. got to be the Oh, absolutely. Season. I mean, that's a team that people thought was going to contend for an NBA title. Yeah. Um, you know, Embiid has just not been what people thought he would be in terms of being, a, you know, a franchise, generational-type talent, what have you. Um, I think he's a little bit overrated. Um, I think he's also – much like Giannis, kind of having to go through some of the lumps and the growing pains and finding the right mix of guys to help him get over the top. Yeah. So um, still a pretty talented team, though. Ben Simmons takes a lot of lumps yeah. for yeah. his complete unwillingness to shoot. Not not even threes. We're talking mid-range At all, shots, right. You know? yeah. and so, but he, let's not be mistaken. This kid could do a lot of different things. Tremendous. He still is a fantastic yeah. talent. It's just a matter of making the pieces fit, and they went out and Doc Rivers was what, unemployed for 48 hours? <laughs> I mean, it all these pivot. you would talk about pivoting right away. It was Mike D'Antoni. Mike D'Antoni, whoop! Doc's a new head man in Philly, and Trying to make some changes. They've made some. They've tweaked a little bit. They're getting some outside shooters back, they will get some which shooting. they needed. When they lost JJ Redick a couple of seasons yeah. ago, there went that outside blow, threat. Yep. Now suddenly everything's cluttered because you have Simmons who can't shoot and B doesn't have the room. Now he's straying outside trying to shoot threes at six eleven. You know, and it just it didn't work. So it, it, the idea is change some things around, get some shooters around these guys again, and it's Doc's job to try to get that team back where it wants to be. Yeah. And then after that, on Tuesday night, for the eighth time in this uh, so far this season, we're going to see the Knicks. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I mean, my God. We, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. No, for if, the it, third if it time, counts, we went, if it counts, the, I, no problem with that. third time in the past three weeks, uh, in the past two weeks, we'll see the Knicks on Tuesday night. I uh, went 0-2 against them in the preseason. And we'll see Tom Thibodeau get, get upset like in the first three <laughs> minutes of the game. I don't know how that's going to – I don't know how the Tom Thibodeau experiment is going to work in New York. I don't know. I was just going to ask – Tom Withers, the same question, right? I mean, it's it's a team that has, by all accounts, needed some discipline. Discipline, right? The now he's the guy, seasons, right? Right. I mean, Tom Thibodeau. He's some may think that he's better being with a younger team yep. and getting them yep. where they need to be, as opposed to being with an elite team needing to make you know changes on the fly and everything else. At the playoff level, does he make things work in New York and get that team turned around? You know, that's tough. I mean. Yeah, they need discipline, but we got to remember too; these are NBA players. Like, there's a different level of discipline, right? right? Mm-hmm. That they'll they'll that they'll be willing to accept, um, as opposed to maybe a college team or what have you. I like Tom. I think he's a good coach. I think he's a, I think he's a hell of an assistant coach. I'm not sure he's great in that first chair. You yeah. know, did he um, get a raw deal in Chicago? <sighs> that team's been in the playoffs. They're perennially in the playoffs. Yeah, yes, they had got knocked and out. They haven't done anything. Not, not since they he left. That's a good point. That's a really exits, good point. But did he get a raw deal? Yeah, that's very possible. Then finally, let's uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve afternoon. Cavs travel to Indiana. Third time we'll play them so far this year. Again, another team with new new head coach, new philosophy. They went into the bubble, but kind of half you went know, into the bubble. So again, they're they're. What in? What Indiana is kind of weird. We were talking about Detroit. That only four guys returned from last year. The, Indiana is the other way around. They Everybody, have the same roster. The coach, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just changed the guy on, on, in charge who basically, Nick McMillan, refused to join the forces of shooting from, 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 from long distance and, and, and kept his old school way of playing basketball. And that's mm-hmm. what cost him being eliminated from the playoffs so early for the what, what, three or the four years last year. So yeah. 
I still gotta see that happen in order to to do the same to do a different thing with the same. You know, Oladipo and Brogdon play in different speeds. I don't know if they're gonna be able to get them play in the same cadence. I yeah, Tom, I don't know if you'd have any insight on this, but the it was reported that Indiana's plan was to go hard for the guy we saw tonight and Gordon Hayward, who played his college ball in Indiana. Right, right. Seemed lives, like a natural fit. Yeah. yeah, lives close to Indy. I think they thought they were going to get him, and when it didn't happen, they pivoted to, all right, we're running it back. We're just going to play with a, a different style. Did you hear any rumors in terms no, of No, not really. No, and I, that, You're right. That Indiana team, you, you mentioned before about Philadelphia underachieving. That Indiana team has been on the cusp of, you know, what are they going to do? Like, you know, right? You're like, Purgatory. Okay. They're in NBA. Time to do something. In NBA yeah. purgatory, right. Yeah. It's a bad place to be in the NBA oh. in the middle. Right? That was the Atlanta Hawks for yeah, yeah, 20 know. years, it seemed like. They're a difficult team to play against, but that they too. keep getting bounced out. So they were playing a different style on an A.B. Orkren. Among the league's uh, lowest shooting, three-point Three. shooting teams in the league last year, they jacked 20 by halftime in the first, <laughs> the first preseason. Right. The so, I mean, to take preseason stats with a grain of salt, but they appear to be trying to change their profile as a team. Okay. Well, what, what I'm hearing from you guys is 4-0 next week. I think that's what I, I can safely make that, <laughs> Book that leap, I think. Closing 2020 Excellent, yeah. with four straight. You got it. Okay. I'm telling you, the next time we get together in one and go radio. Uh, <laughs> I can sing the theme. I love, so. uh, I love the jingle. Um, <laughs> the Steelers are going to be playing in the in the Walker game away. The, okay. the Browns are going to have the first playoff game at First Energy Stadium history. Oh, my. <laughs> oh my. There has never been a playoff game in that stadium, so it hey, should be. To me, it's not far fetched to see the Browns at at Arrowhead against the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. That is not that big a leap right now. The, the, the best thing about the NFL right now is outside of the Chiefs, I don't think anybody's that good. <laughs> and when you have 14. Hunt and Chubb running the ball, I think you have a chance against anybody. Chunt. Who? When you have Chubb and Hunt, I know. Running I'm combining the them. Oh, you best. say Chunt? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I just, <laughs> <laughs> went over my head. And I tell you, with, your and mask with them, confused me. I didn't know what, <laughs> what you were saying. With, There's no running back tandem that's even close. Oh, no. Not even close Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, to I what they're it. doing here. Okay. I love what I'm hearing so far. I think we're going to wrap up. But it sounds like Cavs are going to be, next time we broadcast, the Cavs are going to be 5-0. and The Browns will be in the playoffs after winning the division. Everything's going right, man. And the that's spiders will be in Cleveland. And, this, and we'll have the Cleveland <laughs> spiders. And, and Tom's brother's going to have all the gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, is gonna be, this is going to be a tremendous week. Okay, any uh, New Year's resolutions for anybody? Anybody? No? You guys are so perfect? Stay off Zoom. Yeah, no twerking on Zoom. No twerking on Zoom. There you, there you go. go. That should be the show. Okay. No New Year's, New Year's resolutions. resolutions Tom I, Withers, thank re- you. My resolution oh, will oh, be to enjoy on. controversy a little more. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great, great thing for you. Joseph, great job hosting your first annual Christmas show. Thank you. This is really, this is my first Christmas show. I'm very nervous, but... Didn't uh, show. Okay. I, didn't I tried show. to get through it. Wanna, of course, we've got to say thank you to everybody for this major production. Joe Fritchen, Joe Moner, the incredible D-Mac, of course. Young Mac Gold. I mean, Dirty what Kurt. Do? Who? What did D-Mac do? He's D-Mac. Whatever he does, it's yeah. great. <laughs> And the two biggest guys, Dirty Kurt and the one and only Marty Allen, Big Daddy. Thanks to T. Withers for being a fantastic... Merry Christmas. Well, Thanks, thank you, guys. Yes. Thank you very much. Happy New Year, guys. Thank you, J-Mac. Thank you, Rafa. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. And as always, good night, Freddie Mac, wherever you are. Rebound. Good night, Oakland. It's over. It's over. The 52-year trip is over. You're listening to Wine and Gold Radio. Cleveland, Ohio, America. Have some of that. <laughs>